Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Flow Track Podcast at gmail.com. The email address. Write in if you want to participate and guess my PR, internet coach, or just send us a message. Maybe kick of the week. Maybe you got a nominee. Maybe you just crushed it at your district meet, your regional meet, your state meet. You want to get that submitted for us. Uh, we recapped, I recapped Birmingham Diamond League on Saturday. So if you want a snap reaction to that meet, you can check it out. It's on YouTube or on the site or wherever you listen to podcasts. Gordon, how are you doing today? I would like to apologize to you, to Colt, and to the Flowtrack audience because I was missing in action on the Saturday morning pod. Not only did I miss the podcast, but I missed the entire meet. Uh, I know we talked about a little bit what I was doing on Friday morning, what I ended up doing Friday night. Uh, yeah, so I uh, had a little too much fun on Friday, and I overslept on Saturday. So I apologize to everyone. Uh, but I looked at the results. I didn't miss too much. I mean, Trayvon got DQ'd. You know, it was Bummer. Birmingham at sometimes – they they yeah. don't they don't really give you that great of a meat sometimes. I, it's, maybe it's the weather. I don't know. But uh, mm. I was upset. But you well, know, it's not the end of the world. So I, I I apologize for not being there for the people, and I apologize. Did you listen to the pod? Be honest. I listened to the first like one minute. Okay. Because starting because on minute I two, to see, I wanted to see if you would just shit an impression on me. of you. I wanted to see if you would just shit on an me. impression of you. The last twenty eight minutes. Oh, he did. Because we know Colt, producer Colt, doesn't know much about track, but professional improvisational comedian was able to just come up with some amazing takes on the fly and do your voice down to a T. Yeah, it was very surprising. I was, I was very excited about it. So good job, Colt. Way to go. Uh, talked about weather. Talked about bad weather. I think that's been a theme of the 2022 season so far. But Saturday morning, we found out, you know, some of the names of the start lists of, I guess, like maybe Friday night into Saturday morning of of this meet in in florida duval county atl meet that featured well on the start list there was area knight and there was Aaron holloway there was shakari richardson there was michael norman um there's a lot of big names uh many of them scratched because of the numerous weather delays but the women's hundreds stayed largely intact from what we saw and we had a lot of big names there there were again weather delays they were supposed to do heats and then finals, which they sort of ended up doing. I know there was a lot of discussion about changing the direction of the 100 because the weather was so bad. But the end result here, we got to see the 2022 debut of Shakira Richardson. I know I was more optimistic about seeing her before USA's than you were. I think last week you said 20%. Turned out to be 100%, Gordon. She ran. Uh, she finished behind Hobbs, Brown, and Terry. In that first running of the 100, ran 11.37. It was into a 1.5, a lot of rain. And then came back later and then ran faster, 11.27 with a minus 0.1. She beat Terry. Some of the, the whole field didn't make it to the second running of the race. But what did you think about Richardson's debut? There's a lot going on in this meet. Yeah, it was – you want to take something from it, but at the end of the day, you really can't. I mean, you look at this screenshot of the track. It was pouring rain. It was, they had no lights at the track. It was a lightless, windy, wet 100 meters. 
that was delayed too. Like there was like an hour-ish plus delay. So there's delays on your body running the race. Um, So the times were bad across the board for everyone. Uh, I guess you could look at Shakari's result and compare it to like who she beat and who she lost to. Um, Losing to Hobbs and Brown, that's not the end of the world because Hobbs and Brown is running extremely well this year. And Hobbs is Mm -hmm. consistently good in the 100. And she did beat Terry after losing to her. And Terry is, you know, she's a a U.S. finalist caliber runner. Um, Yeah. Mary Beth St. Price, who ran well indoors in the 60. Um, So there was a couple good wins. And there was a couple, like, not too bad losses. But it definitely Mm -hmm. was not a watch-out world, she carries back type performance, right? It wasn't like she goes out there and, Smokes everyone by point one, and runs like eleven mm-hmm. one while everyone else is running eleven twos and threes. Uh, yeah, but you know, Shakari still was you know celebrating before the finish line, having a good old time. And at the end of the day, when I look at these results, I just it's going to be really hard for me to really take anything from it because of the conditions in the situation. Yeah. I likened it to last year. Remember when they went to Gateshead and she ran like 11-4 and got second. That was a little different though because she still got second and beat some big names there. But when the weather goes sideways like that, it can yield some unpredictability. I mean, the main thing, she's healthy. The second race looked better than the first race. So if you're looking for silver linings, those are a couple to take from them. But the first race, I mean, she got left in the blocks on that first race. I mean, that was all on the start, really. Um, but last year runs 11.0 and then 10.72 in her first race in Miramar. Then Mount Sac, 10.74, then 10.77 into a 1.2. But the number that you remember in those early season races, even going back to 20. 20 is the number one. She was winning. So even if you just put the the times aside because weather and tracks can be crazy, she was able to win and, and churn out victory after victory. But it could be a situation where this is where she's at right now. She's mixing it up with U.S. finalists. She's in a position to make the team. I mean, I know that's not, I know that's not what people want to hear. People want to hear world record and, and gold medals. But it could be that this year's more about getting on the team and, and make you know getting championship experience. You're shaking your head. Are we talking world record and gold medals right now? I feel like I said people that was are. pre that, that was like post Olympic trials. That was the thought. You know, I feel like it's been almost a year since then, and the thoughts of I'm just saying she gets compared to that standard. Records. Yeah, well, she gets compared to that fun. standard. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because we live in like a very one and zeros society where it's like you're either the greatest of all time or you're trash. Exactly, exactly, and it's something in between, and that's why I think it's interesting. It's like, all right, she's still only 22. I know people don't want to hear this because they want to go all or nothing here, but it could just be she has a solid season. It's not as good as last year's season, and then she gets, she still has a lot of career in front of her, and then she gets back on, on the path of running. 10 eights and 10 sevens again. I mean, she's already had a lot. If you look at it, wins NCAAs, runs the 1075, but then USAs didn't go well that year. You know, 
Then she gets going again, 2020 into 2021. But then the suspension comes. And then the back half of 2021 wasn't as good as the first half of 2021. Like she's, she goes up and down like this. So you could counter out after this, or you could say like, this is just the type of runner that she is. And we've seen how good her potential is and perhaps she can get it back. And the most important thing is that she's running in these meets. I, I want to ask I you think, though, moving yeah. forward. Go, go ahead. Well, I just want to say one last thing. The weather in this race makes it really extremely, almost borderline impossible to really take any thought from it. Because even losing, I know like, well, a win, she could have had wins. There's just that, that mental factor of like, no one gives a fuck about this race because it's, it's windy and rain and it's mm -hmm. cold sure. and all wet and all this stuff. So like, it's just, continue what i was going to ask and this task is diff more difficult because of the conditions at this at this race though but what's the what is your expectation for her the rest of the season you know assuming she runs the 100 at pre don't know who else is going to be in that race you look at who's on the 200 start list and there's a lot of big names in the 200 which i'm guessing would take some of the firepower out of the 100 but maybe thompson hurrah is in there i'm not sure but Short term and over the next, you know, from now up until USA's and beyond, what's your expectation for her? Or are you still just trying to figure that out because this was an inconclusive result? So you asked me to predict she carries next race, time and race and place, location and time. Well, it's hard so, to pick place when you don't know who she's running against. Yeah. But well, first, I get, there's a good chance it's going to be pre, which would be where less than seven days away from that. Um, yeah. And they haven't announced the hundred, but there also is a chance that Shakira could be like, eh, I don't want to do it after this uh, Duval meet, but I think she will. I think she will run pre. So that's my first prediction. And then my second prediction as to the time, I think she's going to run like 11. Oh, something. And I think she will get top three. In whatever the field is mm. i think she'll improve but it won't be like bam and i think she might just have like a low-key build up i'm mm. not willing to yeah i think i think she's set up for an 11-0 and a top three finish at pre provided so who's in the two yeah yes. I'm assuming elaine thompson raw would be in it and she would win and then i'm assuming mm -hmm. Some American would also be in it and get second, and then Shikari would get third. So here's who's in the here's who's in the 200 because that's been announced: Bernie Brown, Desiree Bryant, Tamara Clark, Fraser Price, Cambungi, Miller, Weibo, Prandini, Strahan, and Sturgis. So you could have Thompson Hurrah, you could have Sharika Jackson, you could have Dina Asher Smith in that field. I if she gets if she runs that place that you say she could run. I think that'd be big for her. And man, what a difference. Well, less than a year makes because pre was later last year. But again, rightly or wrongly, the expectation was she was going to come into that meet after the suspension and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Thompson Hurrah and Fraser Price and Jackson. And I said at the time, that's asking too much based on that season. Now, I think the expectations are a little bit more realistic. To where if she's in the mix there, you have to feel good about her chances. Because I think the goal is, is – isn't, isn't the goal just make the team? 
this point. Yeah. That's like a reasonable, like that's not underselling it. That's not overselling it. There's a big group of American women around that same sort of time. If she can run 10-9, which seems to be within her range, she can make the team. That, that seems to be like a realistic target for the next month. All I know is there's a good chance when you're listening to this pod, either later today or tomorrow morning on Spotify or on YouTube or wherever, we're going to be talking about a race that has already been uh, announced and we, mm-hmm. whether she's in it or not. So, but I think she'll be in it and I think she'll run 11-0 and I think she'll finish top three. You, what do you think her performance and time of her next race will be? I mean, not knowing the field is tough, but if it's going to be the people that I, that I said, yeah, I could see a fourth. I think she might. I mean, would ten, see, if she runs 1099, she's going to fa- run faster. She's going to place faster than fourth, higher than fourth, I would think, right? Right? With yeah. that field, you'd guess, unless it's just exceedingly fast. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a high 10, just because of how crazy and crappy that weather was. So I'll go under on the time from, from your line. That's what I'll Got do. Got it. We'll do a preview of, we're going to do a pre preview starting Wednesday and then Friday as well, too. So we'll have plenty. Of, more time to So this was the pre-pre-preview. Exactly. Exactly. No, this was the hey, pre-pre-preview. Great to see her out there, though. I was excited to see her out there. And I think most people are, even people who actively cheer against her. It's like how many people in track and field um, garner this much opinion and attention from people? You know who wasn't out there? Grant Holloway. They're always not out there. Um, Gordon, should we be worried about Grant Holloway? Uh, maybe. Because if you look at coming off of indoors, he was the guy. The guy. Uh, obviously, hadn't lost in like since. There's been children who have been around sh- shorter times than Grant Holloway losing a 60-meter <laughs> dash indoors. But he scratched Bermuda because he didn't want to run into a headwind. He went mm-hmm. to Bermuda, but then scratched it. He scratched Jacksonville because of weather, I'm assuming. He's only run one hurdle. He's run 10 hurdles, but one time. Uh, it was on April <laughs> He hurdled 30th. once and then just peaced out. <laughs> just, just ran on the infield the other night. And then veered years. left, and he was out. I'm out. No. End of April, he ran at the LSU meet. He ran 13-3. He won the race, but it wasn't anything that crazy but when you look yeah. at descending order lists right now he has his 16th fastest time in the world in the hurdles yeah he's fifth in the u.s in the hurdles and you look at the rest of the world like notably in america you got trey cunningham running 13 ones you got devin allen running 13 ones like those are two really good guys now again holloway he has the buy it's gonna be fine like but you know, when's the last? I mean, Grant Holloway was the guy lost at the Olympics, and now the person he lost to, Hansel Parchment, has the best time in the world. And there's young guy mm-hmm. in the Cunningham out of the same state yeah. as Florida as Holloway, who's running well, might break his collegiate record this year, maybe. Who knows? Um, and then Devin yeah. Allen, you know, he's the football star trying to go for the double double, making a NFL team and winning world gold. So. <laughs> I just think there's the 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 hundred meter the hundred and ten meter field is not waiting for Grant Holloway. 
they'd be like, all right, we're going to go off and do our True. own thing. And we're going to continue to improve and get better, have the younger generation like Doug Cunningham's come in and run well. They're not waiting for Holloway to start yeah. the, tre- the, the, tre- the start the train. Yeah. Parchment's been good the last couple races. He's a reigning gold medalist. To borrow a line, though, from Kenny Smith last night, I didn't say at the NBA, Grant Holloway, his elevator goes to 11. His ceiling is just so much higher than, than everybody else at this point. So I'm not worried about him. Am I disappointed they didn't run these two races? Yes. Do I understand why? Sort of. Is it concerning that he's only, what do you say, 16th best time? Yeah. I mean, not, not, not really because, you know, he's got, he's got the bye even. I think he's just got plenty of time to get sharp. And, yeah, you're right. They're not waiting for him, and they're putting out these consistent times. But I truly think Holloway is a, not, a 12-7 guy. I truly think that he's a 12-7 guy in this race. And we saw how good he was indoors when he ran a, couple, a series of races together. So I think he can be a 12-7 guy again. So I think you're a little bit more worried than I am. But, I mean, you got more of a history with Grant. You know, you've I been know. covering him forever. So Maybe this will get him motivated. And maybe at the end of the day, he's going to screenshot this tweet when we post a clip of this. And he's going to p- yeah. take a picture of the screenshot. He's going to be drinking some wine. And it's going to be right after he broke the world record in Eugene. Like, that's probably what's going to mm-hmm. happen. But until that happens, I will, um, you know, I'll hold, I'll hold on to this little horse that I have here. So. Yeah. I remember NCAA is that year. He said he yelled, eat your words to the media. And we all looked at each other and said, who is he saying that towards? I've <laughs> said he's like the greatest of all time. What? <laughs> I couldn't have heaped more praise on Grant Hollow. I, need, I needed a shovel. That's how much praise I was throwing towards Grant Holloway. And he yelled, eat your words. So we, we never figured out who he was saying that about. So he doesn't need much to get him going. I just, I see those guys, and obviously I see some uh, potential 12 nines there. Allen's already done it. McLeod's done it, et cetera, et cetera. But to go 12-8 high, which is what I think he's going to be able to do. It is weird, though, all these meets with the weather. Because if it's not yeah. crazy weather that's canceling it or postponing it, it's these negative 4.5s. It's just been a I've talked about it, I feel like, on This Week in Track like three separate times. It's just I keep coming back to the same. I'm trying not to repeat myself, but it's just even the, the Doha meet. Like, I don't ever remember the Doha meet having crazy wins. It's like it's strong enough wins where it's impacting the competition over and over and over again. And then the rain in, in Jacksonville stunk too. So, all right. So you're concerned. I'm not as concerned. Let's go uh, – I'm concerned, but I still believe. Fair. Fair. All right, let's go to let's go to Jamaica. We, we're going. This one might have you been. You got tickets? You got tickets? To Jamaica? You're flying there? I wish. I wish. I'm going to go to Champs one of these years. Let's go next year. Uh, Oblique Seville, 986. This result came out during when we were waiting for the the meet in Jacksonville. To start and Damn. this this run was impressive. He puts daylight between that field on the second half of that race in a in a very decisive manner. So 
Seville, just 21 years old, um, smashes 10 seconds. Just absolutely smashes 10 seconds. Wasn't going up against the craziest field of all time. But listen to this, Gordon. Jamaica. Last time someone broke 990, 2016, Usain Bolt. You got to go back another year, 2015, the last time a non-Bolt person uh, ran faster than 990. So I mean, Bolt didn't even do it in his last season. And then 18, 19, 20, 21, you had a lot of mid-99s from Johan Blake. And then some of those years, you didn't even have anybody that fast. So. Seville giving Jamaica a glimmer of hope. They didn't have anybody in the 100 final in Tokyo. Nobody. No medalist in Doha 2019. Well, they haven't got a medal at a major championship in the 100 since 17. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Oblique Seville, great name. I mean, yeah. all time top, top tier name team, Oblique Seville. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, yeah. If we're being real, Jamaica has been a one gender dominance when it comes to sprinting, and that's been the the women's side. The men's side, ever since Bolt was gone, has been gone. They have yeah. not been anywhere near relevant, right? They could maybe put together a four by one here and there, but at the end of the day, they weren't churning out individuals year after year after year the way other, or the way like U.S. could. But now that yeah. you have this one guy, Seville nine eighty six. That is something that that's real. Like that's not a oh we got a young Jamaican guy who ran nine ninety nine and maybe it's yeah him. to get that jump to nine eighty six is that big that's a big difference from a sub ten. Uh, so my question, I guess, for you and for me, I'll I'll answer my own question. Where do yeah. you think he he stands right now in the world? Like he just ran once. I mean. He runs. Yeah. He was a. He ran ten flat last year, or no? He ran ten oh four last year. His time coming into that race was ten flat. So he's been in the ten flat, ten oh four range for the past two years. This is his big leap, the first time breaking ten, and he runs yeah. nine eighty six. So it is just one race. It wasn't that windy. It was only like point two wind. Now that he he has this data point to his resume, where do you think you would put him in the the hierarchy of Sprinting. So here's my top 10 right now. I just pulled it up. This was updated last week. Before the Diamond League and the Jacksonville meet all this stuff. Jacobs 1, Coleman 2, Romel 3, Omanyala, Curly, Bracey, DeGrasse, Azamati, Williams, Ash. That's my top 10. I think I'd put him 6th right now. I think I'd put him behind Curly and ahead of Bracey. Because 990, sub 990 is not a joke. I know we want to see it. You talked you talked about this yesterday when we were playing the show. So far, it's just a time. You want to see it in a competition with a guy, guys who can run 995. Put them under pressure. Guys who can run 985, right? Or you want to see it in a Diamond League level competition. But that time, again, is quick enough to where you'd have to put them ahead of a lot of the guys on the back half of that top 10. Just because it's it's just such a quicker mark. Um, so again, I'd have him behind Omanyala, behind Curly, but then I, I'd put him in sixth right now. I would put him in like 
eighth to tenth right now. I think some of your people on your ranking in your eight, nine, ten should be up higher because I I think you saw the Marvin Bracy and that looks like the good name to put him above. But I think Marvin Bracy shouldn't. It's ranked higher than he should be, which is causing you to put Seville higher than he should be. But if Bracy wasn't on that six spot, I think you would probably look towards that eight, nine, ten range to place Seville. Um, so I, I think he's more of like an eight, nine, ten right now. Again, because you know, like okay, but that's not, was that's not that of, different. That's not that different. different. Six versus eight isn't that big of a difference. But yes, go ahead. It's a difference of two. It is fair. The difference of two can mean a lot. It's not as right? if you're saying medalist. It's not like you're saying medalist versus non-medalist, right? So, sure, sure. Um, but you know, I just think that uh, he's in the eight, nine, ten range for me. We'll move up to the four, five, six range if he puts together a second strong hundred meter dash, like uh, runs a nine nine again. Like, yeah, if he doesn't run sub ten before Worlds, I'll be like, all right. That was a flash in the pan. But if he runs another sub ten, like at Jamaica Trials, then you're like, all right, he's uh. I want to see him at pre. Got to do it twice. I wanna he's see- got to do it twice. Uh, I want to see him at pre. The problem is everybody's already at pre. There's no like no lanes left at, at pre. But I would I would love to see him at pre. Uh, Kadeem says he's coached by Glenn Mills, and you know he also coached dot 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 Usain Bolt, of course. Marlon says, dude, never rate any Jamaican. I think he's talking about you there, Gordon. You're not well. Okay, hold on. Me. They don't deserve to be rated up until now's the first time there's been any reason yeah. to consider a Jamaican man to be rated in the hundred or the two hundred. Like that's right. That's congratulations, right. you have finally entered the conversation. But like you're just in the conversation. You do one more thing and then you become real. Like you gotta do it twice. You do it once, now we listen. Twice, now we believe. And that's what he's at. He's at the he's in between the listening and believing stage. And I think should, I think he's probably going to run well. I, I bet at Jamaica Trials, Jamaica Cha- or the, what are they called, the National yeah. Championship, he goes out there and runs another sub-10 and wins, boom, you're real. So, All right. You have him 8 to 10. I have him 6th. But I think if you're, you're happy, if you're a Jamaican sprint fan yes. this weekend, you're happy because you at least have somebody in the conversation because Blake clearly is not the same guy and everybody else who came up didn't have that potential. And it's hard to... Because a lot of times... Flu- it's be hard a- to fluke a 9-8. It's hard to fluke a 9-8. Like that, yeah. that requires real talent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also at that meet, Elaine Thompson, hurrah, ran 10-94, another sub-11 for her. She just tick, ticks these things off. Um, recovered pretty quickly, though. Remember, she had that discomfort in training, so she pulled out of the Birmingham Diamond League meet, and then the next day she ran in uh, in Kingston. So we didn't see her in Birmingham, but we did see her in Kingston. Was it the, the next, next day? day? It was the same day. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. And, yeah, you're right. It wasn't. Diamond League wasn't on Friday this week. Same day. So a matter of hours. She was able to get it together. It's uh, almost, I saw the, it's almost as if uh, it, the injury wasn't serious enough to keep her out of sprinting. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, she said it was a shoulder injury, shoulder discomfort. You can relate to that, Gordon. Flying with yeah. shoulder pain. 
I'm working on that right now, right? With my okay. Thing. No, but Elaine Thompson, hurrah, definitely is laughing in the face of the Diamond League Birmingham meet director and clearly is saying the quiet part out loud. I lied. I'm not hurt. I just didn't want to go to your meet. I didn't want to get on a plane. And I didn't have the heart to tell you that because mm. I felt bad that I committed to the meet. And then I didn't feel like getting onto a plane and getting jet lagged. So I made up an injury and that's what she did. She made up an injury because if you were injured, you would not run the exact same day because you could, you could argue like, oh, I need an extra 24 hours to heal. But if you run the exact same day that you were slated to run and you said you couldn't yeah, run because you were injured, yeah. you weren't injured. You were faking it because you didn't want to get on a plane. Just you be don't honest. Fly. Well, the, maybe. Olympic champ, maybe just tell them, I'm, I don't want to do it. Don't make up an injury. Maybe it was a flying-related injury, though. Got to check a bag. Got to do all sorts of stuff. Navigating through the airport. She didn't want to do all that. I'm with you in the just say it. What's the point? Just scratch. Say, I don't want to go. I'd rather run in Kingston. Yeah. I don't know why you, and yeah, also. Why, why, why do we have to play the game? Why can't we just say what's going on? Maybe she was able to still get some like appearance fee money because she had to pull out for injury and not for. Uh, non-injury yeah. reasons. Well, and if it was anybody else, you'd probably be up here saying, oh, ducking the competition. But it's Elaine Thompson Raj. She's going to beat whoever she ran against. It didn't matter. You could have had the Olympic final lined up in Birmingham against her, and she would have been fine. Like, she would have she would have won that 100, I think it's fair to say. So it's more just a you... matter of... What? What? It's matter of what? Sorry, no. Continue. Oh, it's just, it's just a matter of her... Where do I want to run my 10-9? Do I want to run my 10-9 in Jamaica or do I want to run my 10-9 in England? Okay, I'll do it in Jamaica. That's all it was about. I don't think it's that And why does she commit to running the race in the first place? That's what I don't, that's what I don't get. And listen, I'm not – maybe she did have shoulder – maybe there was a pain in her shoulder and she did not want to fly. But clearly it was not preventing her from sprinting because not only did she sprint, she sprinted very well. You can see from the video, there's not an issue there with her sprinting. Uh, how do you think? Yeah. If, how do you think the meet the only person who's they're pissed? They're pissed. Yeah. They're the only person who's pissed here, right? Like we don't ultimately care that much because we still got to see her run, and it, it wasn't as if it was her versus Fraser Price that we missed. She's fine, and her coach is fine because they got to see her test her fitness. Probably they're happier because they didn't have to have her travel and change time zones. The only people that are mad are. Actually, are the Birmingham people mad? Because Dean Asher Smith got to win. A home win. Yeah. They got that. Maybe they're not that mad. Maybe this was the most popular scratch of all time. 100% approval rating on this scratch. What about the people who say it's bad for the sport? She would rather run on a non-televised, empty stadium race as opposed to on TV. Sure. Then maybe those are the people who lost. But everybody else, I I, I think, comes away with a a win here. Transparency loses. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, the the quote is, we all face challenges, and I am not 100% fit, and I think it was the best decision not to travel. It's like, is it? that's two different things. That's one, not wanting to travel, and two, being 100% fit. 
Clearly, she's 100% fit. You don't sprint like that. You're not 100%. She is just trying to cover up a lie. That's all she's trying to do. Uh, like, I'm challenges. Not 100%. Uh, best decision. It's all bullshit. She just didn't want to go, and she doesn't have the heart to be like blunt, be like, hey, Malay Thompson, hurrah. I do what I want, and I also will go back on promises I kept because that's what she was doing. She she made a promise, aka she told them I was coming months yeah. out, and then she's like, I changed my mind. Which is you fine, know? by the way. Which is fine. Why? I mean, she shouldn't be held to any other sta- a different standard than everybody it's else. It's fine, right? but at the same time, it's kind of a little – I mean, Felix did this to Penn Relays. Like, if you know you don't want to get on the plane, tell them earlier than later. Don't wait to the last moment to be like, oh, by the way, I'm not coming. You know, like it's kind of a little – it's a little messed up to kind of wait to the last minute, minute to say I'm not coming. Like you should give – you know, it's like that friend who texts you like – Five minutes before you're about to go out. Oh, I'm staying yeah. in. And you're like, wait, what the hell, man? We had plans. Ah, nah, man. I, I, I haven't, I got to do things tomorrow. It's like, come on. It's like that mentality. Like, well, I'm just, say say, you I'm go just out. saying, yeah, I'm just saying, just say you can't do it. You don't need to wait until. And then the, imp- I, I know people will say, oh, well, she never said she wasn't going to run on Saturday, but the implication from the release that they put out from Birmingham when she had a discomfort in training, you interpret that as, all right, you're not going to run at all. Yeah. Right. That's not a crazy assumption to make that not only are you going to be fine your next race out, your next race is going to be literally the exact same day. All right, let's move on. Uh, you want to talk about these high schoolers running fast? Yeah. In the 800 of all events, uh, Cade flat future Ole Miss rebel makes sense. He's great. Ole Miss name and Cade Flat, classic Ole Miss, runs one forty six fifty one, just a little, little, little bit short of the national record in the high school realm for the eight hundred. He finished fourth. Bestest got won the race, but obviously everyone was just thinking about what Flat can do. Cade Flat running one forty six fifty one, pretty impressive. Qualifies himself for uh, USA's. Does he have a fighting chance to maybe? <laughs> Make the team. I mean, right now, I mean, Hopple ran pretty well at uh, Diamond League. Obviously, Murphy, he didn't run well, but he had a good race beforehand. After Hopple and Murphy, you kind of just think there's just an opening, right, for that third spot. Because Donovan yeah. is irrelevant whether or not he's there or not because he has a bye. So, do we see yeah. magic happen and Kate Flat runs 145 and it's good enough for third? Maybe. Um, well, and then Juliet. Whitaker, 159 on the women's side, number two all time. Sophia Guerrerian also ran two flat in that same race. But yeah, these two high schoolers, Whitaker and flat, just like destroying the 800 records. Yeah, and a lot of attention goes coming close to them. Yeah, moving way up the record books. A lot of attention gets paid to the mile because anytime someone breaks four of the mile, but now you can break four of the mile and be not even in the top 10 all time like these are number two all-time performances so these stand up much stronger historically i think whitaker's got a better chance to be an outside chance at making the team as rough as the men's 800 and just bizarre as the men's 800's been this year i'd like to think that three guys would, would be able to still finish ahead of that mark but 
I don't know, man. Every, with every week passing, and and whether it's college or or professional, like that that eight hundred gets stranger, stranger. And I think one fifty nine on the women's side of things puts you in the mix. Definitely puts you in the mix. So I think Whitaker could be there, and Guerrero right there. It's just we've been seeing this coming for a couple of years. If you've been paying attention to that event, just how strong those two women are, and uh, it's cool to see it happening at the same time. The one big caveat, obviously, though, with the 800 is you got to run three of them. And these high school kids running three 800s, a lot of times, is not what they're built for. I mean, you look at someone like a Thing Mo, who the first time she does the three rounds of 800s, she kind of wasn't her best self in the final round, right? But a year later or two years later, she all of a sudden is the greatest in the world. So, these kids might need a one U.S. championship of learning how to run three eight hundreds in two in four in three days. Hmm. Was it three days? No, one two. Is it three eight hundreds in four days? Four to prepare. So, yeah. All right. What's next? Oh, is it kick of the week time? Dude, let's get right to it. Kick of the week. Gordon, and for this edition, we're going to the high school side of things. We're going to the North Carolina State Championships, where Shanti Jackson. Is it North Carolina or South Carolina? It is North Carolina. You might have heard of her. People really started talking about Shanti Jackson. Indoor season, broke the high school record in the 60. Turns out she's really good in the 400 here, Gordon. (laughs) She got the baton uh, in Chapel Hill. In Durham, maybe in Raleigh, she was way back. And then look at this come-from-behind win. She gets her fourth title of the meet, the one, the two, and then the four-by-four splits 52 seconds and just, I mean, wins wins by a huge margin. Huge deficit turns into a huge victory. I feel for the... The, the female runner who just got walked down because <laughs> there was it was like a 25 meter lead when she got the stick it, it was look at this back stretch it's still like 20 meters with like 250 to go uh still there still 20 meters with 200 to go uh but yeah. you know in the final 200 when you're part of a family that is all-time great in running one lap around the around the track you think uh, it's going to be hard to overcome that talent coming behind you. She even got swung wide a little bit into lane two to let Jackson pass on the inside. She knew. I know. She, knew she didn't happening. need any more help. She didn't need any more help. She's just like, listen, I have a high school record holder behind me. I know what's going to happen. Let's just let it happen. No shame in that. Absolutely yeah, no, no shame, shame in getting kicked down by someone as good as Shanti Jackson, which is why I say some of the best four by fours come from high school meets. Because you just have a huge gap in talent because you're going to have an Olympic medalist on one side. And then on the other side, you're going to have somebody who's a really good high school runner, but they just they have a, a challenging time. So big meet for, for Shanti Jackson and uh, this week's kick of the week. Remember, if you want to submit one, email the show, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com, subject line kick of the week. Uh, what are we looking for to kick of the week, Gordon? Can you explain to folks what makes a good kick of the week? You've been doing this for like a decade. Well, 
I love it when they don't get they don't take the lead until the final like one meter. That's always the best when the kick of the yeah. week ends with a photo finish. Uh, I love it when people fall and find a way to recover to get back. But basically, the the bigger the gap, the more exciting it is, right? And the mm -hmm. the shorter um, the race too, right? When you're when you're coming back in the final two hundred meters of an 800 it's 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 pretty exciting so anyway mm -hmm. yeah i mean people know what a kick is you're kicking come on it's it's basically people knows what know what a kick is you're kicking basic track and field except for the guy who doesn't know what a rabbit is who commented <laughs> last week that's why i'm saying we can't assume we can't assume we got new people tuning in that's every true. day which is great we we appreciate it so you know if you're at a club meet or something and there's a sweet it does, you don't need to be a pro no like, i don't expect that yeah like let's, let's see people get open this, walked down. Yeah, let's open this up to the entire world here. Maybe maybe there's a practice meet that you went to, or there's gonna be an all comers meet coming up in June, and you're gonna sit on your coworker's shoulder the entire time and absolutely destroy them in the last 100. I, I want to see that. We might feature that one. That's the best kick we got that week. Okay, let's. Uh, I want to go to the uh, chat here real quick, Gordon. Chat is lively today. Chat yeah. is lively today. I. I th think it has something to do with the fact of the, the topics that we had. Both they get one and Jamaican, and then all of a sudden, they're, it's like they're back. You know? I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, let's see what we got here. Did they talk about Oblique Seville? Yes, we talked about Oblique Seville. Um, the more, here's one from Xavier. The more Elaine is criticized, the better she will perform. Hashtag world best. I don't think either Hashtag of us are saying she's best. not good. I don't. I don't think anybody's saying she's not good. No, she's just. She's a. What's the word? She's, she's a flake. <laughs> she flaked out on a meet. Which is yeah. which is describes most of track and field. Okay. Yeah. Spectators can't do half of what Elaine is doing, so they can stay on the sideline and hate like Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. Uh, John says people can't do need half. Money. You know what I can do? When I book a ticket to. Birmingham, I go to it and I don't stay home. I get on the plane. So actually I can do things that she cannot, which is get on a plane. Um, sprinting stuff, I'm not that good at. John says Other people need that. money and, and England's not paying. Danny says when you are great, people will hate. Enough said. Enough love. Uh, let's see what else. Elaine never had a successful world champ. She made the wise decision. That's actually a good point. That's actually a good point about the world champs. I mean, she hasn't had a gold at world champs. She's run well at world champs, but the abundance of caution around it. But no, uh, hold on. If you're telling me flying to Birmingham on May 18th or 19th is no, going no, to I'm affect just saying her medal position in a July meet in Eugene, Oregon? No. Yeah. No, I'm saying the fact that she hasn't, hasn't done well at world championships. Is a good point. People well, that's a fact, but like, there's no caution yeah, being taken here. If she was actually cautious, she wouldn't have ran. Yeah. But she ran. All Clearly, caps from Rico. Stop dissing Elaine and Oblique Seville. Please stop it. No one dissed Oblique Seville. How is it dissing? <laughs> oh, it's just, it's like someone runs fast and everybody thinks that no one else is ever going to run fast. He said it was an amazing performance. I said Jamaica has a legit contender for the first time in a long time. I have him sixth right now, which is pretty the, damn good. The entire world. There's like how yeah. many people in this world? A billion? Yeah. Pretty good. It's like people complaining that Joel Embiid didn't win the, the MVP. One billion it's like, people. It's okay. Just one billion. It's, a, 
it's okay. Yeah, there's a fact check on that one, Colt. It's okay to not be number one. There's there's a lot of people uh, running running hundred out there. Anyway, someone said you sound bitter. Bitter? I don't. I love the guy's a great name. I'm excited. I'm just thinking he's he's eight through ten now. He runs sub ten at at his championships, which I think he will. Then he'll be four to six. I think that's how it works. You can't be four to six until you do it twice. You just got to do it twice. Everyone else on that list has done it twice. Omanyala, the Kenyan kid, he was kind of like, a, all right, you did it once. But now that he's done it multiple times, including beating yeah. someone like Fred Curley, you're like, oh, shit. He's not just a, a one-race wonder. He's like, he's showing consistency. And that's what it takes. You got to do it twice. So do it twice. And then come back and listen to the pod. Yeah. All right, we're getting comments on the comments now. Joel says, how is she a flake? She said, why she didn't show up? Did you not see her interview? She said she injured her right rotator cuff muscles. Don't be a hater. If you injured your right rotator cuff muscles, then why are you running a 100-meter dash on that day? She did like a three-point start instead of a two-point, like an NFL player? See, see what you should do here is, is be like, as a, as a shoulder injury expert, yes. as someone who crashed my bike, how many weeks ago is it now? In like six weeks. Six to seven. And also, here's another thing. Just because you're a, you don't have to defend every, if you're a fan of an athlete or country, that's great. You don't need to defend every single decision they make. You can be like, you know what? Made a mistake here. Yeah. Or should have, should, should have said, hey, I just don't want to run this meet. You don't have to defend every single decision that they make. Because the one thing I'm not doing, and I'm pretty sure you're not doing, we're not taking away from her ability. We're not saying she's no longer the favorite in the 100. Like, imagine if I did this, Kevin. Imagine if so you didn't I'm... show up on Saturday to a podcast. Like, yeah. imagine if you told me you were going to come on Saturday morning to a pod, and then you didn't come. I'd be like, Gordon, no. still a good podcaster, not Uh-oh. reliable. Uh-oh. Imagine if I didn't come to the podcast on Saturday, and then instead I did a podcast with someone else at the same time. Ooh. Then you would be like, what the hell, Gordon? You said you would come to this podcast, and then you did another podcast. You know, that's why yeah. Elaine Thompson Hall should have just not run. And then I would have, no one would have known. But she let the cat out of the bag. I like that she ran for the record. I appreciate that she ran. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's uh, great did, to see running. So I'm not going to be upset about it. Does Kevin still have Richardson ranked above Dina? No, because women's top 10. I need to update it. Thompson Hall, Fraser Price, Jackson, Kambunji, Daniels, Terry Brown. Michelle Lee, Gabby Thomas, and Julian Alford. That was before Asher Smith won in Birmingham. So Asher Smith's probably going to make her way in there. Although it's hard. Like once you get out of that top tier, because you have all these collegians running crazy fast times, and it's hard to compare that to pros opening up. Once we get the regular Diamond League rotation going and you see the same people, then obviously anybody can do it. But right now it's, it's kind of hard. Like how do you match up a, an 11-1 in Birmingham versus a 10-8 at a conference meet? It's tough. All right, I'm starting to realize we go back and forth and never get a resolution on the shoulder situation. So we're going to move on. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, now we have, I thought, thought, it's I thought just, it's on my, my it's shoulder because I've been massaging both sides with my thing. No. Uh, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just going – because now Joel's responding again. See, this is why we need live callers to the show. This is why we need the hotline open because – Joel says again, Elaine owes you no explanation. She said her shoulder was feeling better. However, she stayed home out of abundance of caution because she said when she sits on a long flight, it will cause discomfort. 
Man, are you like the PR representative? Yeah, are you on the Lane Thompson Raw payroll? Come in and ask Show Turf the comment section of the Flow Track podcast to be like, "Yo, don't criticize." Hey, my, hey, my girl, hey, ETH. hold on! Don't crit- don't don't criticize the the commenters, Gordon. Well, no. If if the commentator can criticize right. me, I can criticize back. Well, this you can take it too. But no, but but you but you we want to encourage comments. We don't want to discourage comments. Yeah, and I want to, and they'll be encouraged because I'll respond in my way. <laughs> keep just keep it's talking, just and I'll keep responding. It's great. It's just gonna keep We're having going. a conversation. Is it all love? Would it be fair to say, Gordon? Uh, sure, you call it love. I mean, I have no, I have no skin in the game. I just think it's kind of, guys. Let's just be real. The greatest runner right now in the hundred meter dash was supposed to go to a nationally televised, a worldwide televised meet. Told them I was coming weeks out. And then right before it started was like, oh, I can't go, I'm hurt. And then literally runs that exact same day in Jamaica and runs well. That is news. And that is something you should call out because why the hell did you say you were gonna go? Why the hell did you say you were hurt? And then why the hell did you run if you were hurt? And you clearly weren't because you ran fast. You know, if anyone else were to do this, like we were talking about it. But no, I think if anyone were to do it, we wouldn't care because it'd be like, hey, the ninth best person in the world didn't come, and then it wouldn't have even caused a. a well, it's story. like an athlete yeah. on another. Like, I mean, it's like if a. Uh, Hold on, I, I'm loving these comments. I know I said I was going to go with the comments. I'm just getting addicted to the comments. Joel says, "Yes, I am," referring to whether or not he's on the payroll. He says, "Do you want to be on our hater payroll?" <laughs> And then he said, it's all good, bro. It's all good, bro. Crying face emoji. Crying face emoji. Imagine if, like, Tom Brady got caught playing flag football on (laughs) a Sunday night when he didn't play the Sunday at 1 p.m. game. You'd be like, wait a minute. I thought you were hurt. All right. Let's move on. Hold on. Colt, did you want to say something? I was just excited that the hypothetical had gotten to that point. I was just (laughs) You need, Cole, you need like a hypothetical meter where you just... Yeah, like a temperature gauge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like all the... <laughs> this did happen far. when uh, Joel, uh, J- Jaheel Okafor was hurt mm. for the Sixers and he got caught playing, uh, going bowling. And I think he hurt himself bowling and everyone got mad. Because he's like, yo, man, you can't play basketball, you can't play bowling. Play bowling? Yeah, you can't play you can't bowling. Roll? I got in an argument last night with some friends about what a sport is, and we were trying to list off sports. Let's not do that. And some guy was saying, like, he doesn't think golf is a sport. I was like, golf is a sport. Like, and they're like, is bowling a sport? And I said, yeah, bowling's a sport. And I said, sports is competition that requires athletic ability. And someone in the circle Mm. was like, track and field is not a sport. And I went, ooh. Wait, 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 wait. I went off. Were you with, were you the only track person in there? I was the only track person. Did they do that on purpose? Because they knew you were a track person? I don't know. Well, only one person there knew that I work at Flow Track, but the other like five guys there did not. And it was one of the other five guys said, yeah, running, track and field. What is that? That's not a sport. And I was like, F that, man. It's the original sport. See, I defended our honor. Now, I defended our honor. Good. Now you're on the same side as all the commenters. See, see, yeah. he's not all bad, folks. He defended. I got in an argument with my neighbor a couple months back about esports, 
I think you can that imagine came up which to... side of the argument. Yeah, I think you can imagine what side of the argument I took on that one. Well, there is a physical element with the thumbs. <laughs> the hand-eye coordination of thumbs and fingers, no, he was, like that requires he skill. Was, it didn't even bother me. I wasn't even going to engage the argument until he was talking about the reason it was a sport is all of them had personal trainers. And I was just like, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Like, what is that? A lot of people have personal trainers. Doesn't mean they're in shape or they're athletic. And then he's saying, he's like, a lot of them are like better runners than you are. And I'm like, all right, well, they might be now at this stage of my running career, but like, they're not like good. Like they, they're not running enough. They're just staying in shape so they can stay awake and play a bunch of video games. I don't know. It, he, he went at it from a really weird spot. So that, that's, that's more what bothered me. I remember arguing about like stuff like this in middle school with friends too. So I'm kind of kind of past it. All right, let's move on. Final segment. Roll. Yeah, let's do it. Chat is just going crazy. A lot of paragraph responses in the chat. I think we have the longest responses on YouTube because we got a we got a we got a we got an engaged audience. We got a smart audience that that knows the sport. They're not just writing like dumb, and then it lame. Yeah, there's like, like three seconds. Unsubscribe. Here. Do you want to do? Do you want to do this this weekend or not this weekend track? Uh, if this was track, do you want to do it this week or do you want me to do it again? You got it. You're the host. You've always been the host. Well, I don't know about that. Um, you did okay. the whole podcast without me on Saturday. So you're the let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, English Premier League final was this weekend. Uh, Manchester City wins, but a lot of the drama with English Premier League, right, is relegation. Who goes down, right? Which teams finish low enough to, to where they're relegated to the lower leagues? That's for an American sports fan. That's like a interesting wrinkle and something that we don't have in our U.S. leagues. And people have talked about this in regards to professional sports. People have even heard. I've heard people talk about it in regards to collegiate sports. Like if we ever have the situation where the top 16 or 32 colleges break football programs, break away and create some sort of super conference. Would you have a promotion relegation system where teams go up and teams go down, but it's pretty exciting, right? You saw uh, like Burnley gets relegated, you know, lat, you know, very tight, interesting games. And just the whole idea that like, you need to stay up there um, or you need to, you, your, your spot is not assured. Basically, right? there's no guarantee that you're going to stay in the, in the top league. You can't just cruise forever. But I was thinking about a time in, term, in terms of collegiate track, right? There was a time when smaller division athletes could compete against D1 just because the schedules aligned. And I know we've talked about this in the past with cross country, but there was a time when those champions could come and try their hand against D1 athletes in sort of a promotion type thing. Now, I know it's not the same thing because you could be a D2 athlete who could have had D1 offers, but for whatever reason, you just decided to go to a D2 school, right? Same thing with division three, same thing with junior college. But if we had a promotion system this year, and we had the ability to move people up from small division into division one, what matchups would you be interested in seeing? Uh, first, Azamadi from West Texas A&M. He's on 9-9. Decided to see what he does. He, he, he could challenge... The Bullings, the Williams, the favorite Ashes of this world to potentially win. I think he could win the NCAA D1 title. 
I think Trevor Bassett of Ashland, I think he could win the 400-meter hurdle title. And then Christian Noble, who just went pro, but I think if Noble yeah. was in the 1500, I think he would challenge Romo and Kip Sang and the other rest of the, the top 1500-meter guys. I think he could. I think you could have those three D2 runners could all win a D1 championship this year. Mm. And they can move up. And that seems well, that seems higher than normal. Yeah, I mean it is not higher normally. There might be one, but three. And I'm sure there's probably someone else out there in like a field event or something. There was a JUCO athlete, actually, speaking of field event, who ran very well. You see this? The JUCO championships. We should probably should have talked about this. Uh, but Keyshawn Black. Keyshawn Black. Mm-hmm. He ran 10.02 uh, for Meridian. Legal? Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't see the wind. But 10.02. It's pretty second place was 10.03, Drawed Elcock of Butler. So, so yeah. So maybe Keyshawn Black is a guy to look out for. He ran a, runs 10.02. It's pretty damn good. Isn't relegation kind of already like slowly happening with conference realignment? I mean, it's not really the same, but I don't know. Like, yeah. The SEC is adding more schools. That's not a different division. But it's definitely higher competition than, like, I don't know, Mountain West. You see that as, like, kind of pushing towards it? Yeah, it's sort of, you're right. It's happening begrudgingly. Or not begrudgingly, but it's happening just as a process of schools trying to scoop up bigger schools to make more money. Um, And because in college football, all the programs aren't created equal, right? If you're in one of those Power Five conferences, you have a much better chance of getting to a better bowl game and making the college football playoff than you would in one of those smaller schools. Um, Do you know how regulation could be done? Do you know how regulation could be done perfectly in the track and field world? Hmm. You ready for the ultimate solution? You do it at the professional level. You have the Diamond League. Everyone, the top eight runners all go to the Diamond League. They go to everyone. Like, it's, it's, it's in their contract that if you want to win a global medal, you have to compete in every diamond league that's available, provided you're injured. So you have to compete. Yeah. They run a race with eight people. The top six get to run in the next race. The bottom two get it knocked out. And then the next two yeah, uh, yeah, top times up. in the world get to get those yeah. other two spots to try to earn in. And it's constantly... If you finish seventh or eighth in any of your diamond league races, you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed back into the diamond league until you run well again. And so it's a way. It's like, can you stay on the circuit? Like, can you keep on finishing top six to ensure that you get to go to all the diamond leagues? I think that would be kind of cool. It definitely would give you something to watch every week. The trouble would be in that first step, getting everybody to commit to an entire uh, diamond league circuit, but. Yeah, and you make the incentive. Be... If you don't do this, you're not going to become a world champion. That's the incentive. No worlds. Yeah. yeah. No worlds. Um, that'd be fun, man. Imagine pre in that field. You'd be like, "Holy crap!" Seven. Someone's going to get right. Is it? Yeah. Is it going to be allowed to come to the Diamond League again? Who's it going to be? I, you know. Yeah. Well, and then it would make those the lower meets, quote unquote, would be awesome to watch too, because like, hey, they want to get out of there. 
yeah. they want to get called called back up, and then you'd have good people in those meets, and then maybe there'd be an, an upset, someone who gets a favor who gets relegated, but then gets beat again, you know, does finishes fourth or something, and someone else gets to go up into the the big time hundred. The problem is, it's like in some respects, it's too easy to get into a diamond league because not yeah. all diamond league events are created equal, and then they'll give a lane to a athlete from that nation which i get because they're trying to sell tickets but that's not something you would do if it was just like the whole goal which is like this this is supposed to reflect the the top eight people in the world right now or, or the the highest whatever if it's, if it's a distance race the top 12 or top 15 uh david says can you imagine this podcast if the sixers got relegated out of the nba well, i'd be happy amen hit me while i'm down why don't you hit me while i'm down i'm I have disowned the NBA, National Basketball Association, for at least four months. I'll be back in. I'll be back. Wait till July 1st. I'll be back going when free agency starts. I'll be believing again, being ready to get hurt. Trade, trade rumors. They're going to trade be all rumors, about yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. We're going to try to record. Uh, Gordon, can you do noon on uh, – or 1230 on Wednesday? I have to do it yeah, later. We, 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 can, we can talk about it. After the pod, well, I want to, well, I want to tell people that there might, not, there's not going to be a morning live pod. Okay, on so, but we'll still have one on Wednesday and then one Friday morning, right? Yeah, Friday, Friday should be live, and then Saturday I'll do one live after pre. You won't be there for that one; that's pre-scheduled, so you won't be there for that one. But should have plenty to talk about post pre, and I expect everyone who's in this chat to show up there as well too. Um, again, the email address. Podcast at gmail.com if you want to do guess my pr kick of the week internet coach right in we sure do appreciate it thanks to travis thanks to colt thanks everybody for tuning in live and uh catching the show when it posts either on youtube on the site or wherever you get your audio podcasts we'll talk to you guys next time have a good one